Hello and welcome to So Rare Grind. This is episode 12. My name is Joel, known by my manager name, Afrikiwi, and I'm joined as always by Jack, manager name Jack Hammond444. If uh, you're not already following us on Twitter, go and find us at So Rare Grind. And if you are uh, not yet signed up for So Rare, and you don't know anyone that's currently playing Surya, apart from us, there might be one or two of you listening to this pod, then uh, feel free, if you are planning to sign up for Surya, to go and use our referral link, which is on our Twitter bio. But uh, Jack, we we finally got some some games again. Like the international dead zone uh, is over and Asia is back. It's uh, game week 280. Yeah. I'm pretty excited, I think, eh? and so is my gallery, to be honest, which mainly consists of Asian players at the moment. So, yeah, I'm buzzing. I'm sure you are too, Joel. Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, yeah, my, my gallery is pretty heavily K-League at the moment. Uh, looking, at, looking at this upcoming game week and uh, the, all the players I have for use. But um, we'll get into that. Uh, in the news, in Soria, the, I'm not sure if we mentioned previously, but about the, you know, the MLA, MLS cards being given away as referrals, um, they gave like I think they've given away five thousand now, and it's only going to be running another week or something. You got what are your what are your thoughts on the on that whole giveaway, like the the referral thing? I mean, it sounds like a pretty decent incentive, right? Like I think from just playing Sora, you can probably expect an MLS tier two reward to go for like between ten and fifty dollars, maybe probably on average. So yeah, I mean, it's a pretty decent incentive to sign up. Like I think you probably could, if you really wanted to um, deposit some money, buy five cards from auction, get your referral reward and come out with a profit just from that. Right. So like, yeah, um, yeah it's a pretty good like incentive for sure. Um, unfortunately, I haven't referred um, anyone during this time uh, to get the tier two MLS card. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I think it's cool. And I think it's a good opportunity. Um, for sure. You don't think it's because one of the concerns I've had is that, and I think a number of others have voiced it, is um, that it's, you know, creating some artificial deflation on player prices for a number of those cards um, impacted by it. Mm. On that? I mean, I haven't honestly paid that much attention to it because I don't really pay much attention to the MLS. So I haven't been really monitoring their price, but I can definitely see that as like a concern for sure. I mean, have a look at um, Brian Gutierrez, which was the player I got um, from Chicago Fire. If you mm. look at the completed transaction history, <laughs> there was literally 18 of him given out just yesterday. As a reward, wow, a referral award 18 of them in one day. Uh, yeah, that's been nuts. If you look at like the completed transactions, um, and there's a number of other stints where, um, there was just a ton of them given out about 13 days ago, which I think mm. was when I might have got mine, or it might have even been before that. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's about 30 of them given out, uh, wow. or more. One number one, two, five. All the way back to number eighty-two, so it's forty-three copies given Sheesh. out on a single day. 
what two days of Ryan Coutier is, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, his his price. It's really interesting looking at his price growth. Actually, I mean, he's not the only one. There's tons of others, um, like the Surya in the States guys. Um, on their recent podcast, we're talking about it. There was a I can't remember who the other cards were, but I think they had picked up one that had similar, where there's just like a mass issuing of this, you know, one player. Um, and it's interesting looking like it was sort of early June, June, June sixth, June fifth, around then, where his price just tanked. There was obviously like a whole lot of people that had just, you know, started Syria, um, picked him up as their referral reward and just mass sold him off. And his price absolutely tanked. And um, at the time I was thinking there's probably some of these players that are actually very worth picking up because if you picked them up at the time, you basically double your money now where the floor price is at for him. Um, so yeah, I'm not the, not the biggest fan of it. I think it's really just encouraged a lot of us uh, even, on the, I can't remember which Discord channel it was, but a guy from like Lithuania was saying it's on some sort of like Lithuanian money making um, Discord. That's <laughs> just signing up, buying the cards, getting a referral, and selling and basically leaving. So I don't think it actually achieves ultimately what, I mean, maybe it partly achieves what Surrey actually wants, which is more people playing, but I don't know that it, it fully does. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, interesting one. Um, we'll see how that potentially impacts um, uh, MLS prices going forward um, for comparable players. But uh, also in the news, probably more importantly, the game week 281 to 284 calendar, um, which I, I don't know why this is. And I don't know if you've noticed, Jack, but when you go on the, the medium.com website and, and find Surya and you click on, you know, Surya and you look through the previous articles, for some reason, like it doesn't often come up like the latest calendar looking through like, you know, the different Surrey articles. I don't know why that is. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but um, yeah, when I yesterday was looking, like I, I couldn't find it in Surrey's list. And then, you know, went onto Twitter and saw it had been posted like for 17 hours already. So yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but um, anyway, um, what are your thoughts on the calendar? Mm, well, you were telling me about it yesterday, Joel. And mm. yeah, I think it's pretty interesting what's going on with Game Week 281 and what they decided to do there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I actually am just on Medium right now, um, mm. medium.com, and I, I can't see it either. It's not on the, like, it, it just shows so rare calendar Game Week 277 to 280. So yeah, yeah I've got the same problem. Um, but yeah, in terms of what you said for 281, like there being no, you know, threshold, no all-star um, and some of the limitation divisions like underdog and specialist aren't there either. You know, it's a bit, bit interesting, yeah. Specialist is there for 281, but not underdog. Okay. Um, which is the first time that we've had no underdog since it began, since they introduced it. Mm. Um, but they do I have the specialist three-cle, did you say? The special three-cle, yeah, they do. Okay. Um, yeah, for me, it kind of um, it feels like they they value Asia less than America's, and the reason I say that, and, and there could be good reason for that, and I'll I'll explain why. But um, basically, the you know in the um, Gamut two eight three, which is where it's pretty much just America's teams, um, although there is San Fritche against uh, Gamba Osaka that week. And they've not stuck in an Asia 
competition, which by their own rules they should, because whenever there's two, I think it's two licensed teams or one fixture between one fixture including a licensed team. Can't remember which it is, but regardless, both of them are, are licensed. Um, whenever there's a fixture with licensed teams, Surya will include a um, you know, continental competition for um, for those uh, those cards, and they've done that previously with Asia, where there's been, you know, uh, I think back it was like Ulsan against someone. Um, must have been a couple of months ago. That was the only Asia game week. We still had an Asia comp, so yeah, it feels feels like they kind of don't care about the Asia comp as much because um, the N two eight three they they're running both underdog and specialist, uh, and there's two hundred rewards in both. Whereas in two eight one, we're only getting specialist and we are getting the special three instead of underdog but you know there's only a hundred rewards in, in both i mean maybe that's just because there are more america's cards you know on the platform which is perhaps fair um but yeah to kind of also just sort of neglect in, including a an asia competition of gaming 283 just i don't know <laughs> it's kind of kind of feels like they don't really care about the, the asia um tournaments as much mm. i also think it's a bit slimy to, to not have like global all-star as an option um like there are some people that have um in gaming to that one because there's some i think some argentinian games from teams that aren't licensed but have players you know that have cards so i think there's maybe like 10 players um and so like if you've got um like a rare card you actually just can't use it there's, there's no competition you can use it in which to me is just that's real slimy like if you've got a if your card has a game it's a covered team like a covered league you should actually like there should be at least some competition that you can use it in but you know if you've got a rare of them there's literally no competition you can use it in um i guess you could use it in the specialist um no but you can't use rare and a, specialist oh true yeah they don't have it oh, okay I got confused because it said the scarcity. You can, yeah, yeah, you know, you when win, you can win, win a rare, the, yeah, yeah, you can win a rare, but you can't use it in rare culture. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's the case, I, I think they should either just be not having like, you know, Asia limited, Asia rare, and only have global all star, or they've got to have both. Mm. You know, you can't just like not provide a way for someone that, you know, actually has a card that's, you know, legitimately covered, covered league. You should be expecting that you're, you know, going to be able to use it. Um, that's that's reasonable even if it's like you've only got one option of where to use it you should still you know be able to use it somewhere um, so i think yeah. they need to fix that make sure they fix that um asap but anyway doesn't impact us but i know it will impact some and i think that's there will just be um they don't even have to offer tons of rewards i think it's just something to um well it's just fair really um Anyway, um, <clears throat> what else we got in the calendar? Um, yeah, actually, just the fact there is no global all star. It's the first time we've had no global all star limited since Game Week Two Thirty Three. That's that's a long way back. It's like January, I think. Mm, I mean, considering I started in, I think March. I think my first game week was two five one. Yeah, it's been a while. So, so first time since you started playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep, yeah, and then yeah, special three for game week 281 and 282. That'll be interesting. Uh, good for those of us that have 
uh, K-League players in particular, which is the only uh, league to have every team playing in 2 one other than those few Argentina games, I think. Argentinian League games, rather. Um, anything more to say about the calendar, Jack? Uh, I think it's pretty standard. There's nothing else too substantial, mm. I don't think. So, yep. yeah. Alrighty. Um, moving on. Um, ultimate underdog. So, we finally got a, uh, a competition nailed down with So Rare Odyssey. Uh, let's just say, until about a couple of days ago, I wasn't convinced that actually it was going to occur. Uh, been a little bit of radio silence, but we have some terms, and there was a virtual handshake between myself and Etienne23. Um, sorry, Jack, you didn't get the opportunity to to shake to virtually shake a hand there. It's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> so um, they... Well, I never got a comment on our um, proposal of uh, Yuta Higuchi's and uh, the Kim Young-bin forfeit. Um, perhaps they thought the Kim Young-bin forfeit was a bit random. But uh, we've, we've just been... Uh, um, uh, negotiated down in terms of uh, prize value, which is all right. But, um, you know, I thought that they'd be rearing to go and really back themselves, but that's all right. Um, so it's 100 bips or 0.01 Ethereum um, from each loser to, to each winner. Um, so, um, yeah, not, it's, it's, well, actually now it's not even a, a lower threshold <laughs> from, uh, from where it used to be. Um, with where, where Ethereum's gone, now getting 200 bits for lower and 400 for the upper. But um, anyway, nice to have a have a reward and have a competition. So it's going to be GameX 280, 282, and 284. Um, 281 was was initially proposed as a as an underdog based but there is no no underdog in GameX 281, so so that's not actually an option anyway. Um, so uh, yeah, three big GameX. Um, which is Asia and Americas um, exclusively in those three. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts, Jack, on the, the terms of competition, the prize? Um, obviously, previously mentioned it's you know best of three, our combined score against their combined score each game week. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think it'll be pretty interesting and pretty fun as well. Uh, I don't know whether to be that confident. I haven't been really observing them. Uh, I've just been kind of uh, hearing what you've had to say about it. So, yeah, I think it'd be I think it'd be good fun, uh, and I'm sure we can pull through and get get this get this reward of 100 bits. It'll be it'll be quality. Yeah, absolutely. But maybe that can go towards some Kenyan bins. <laughs> are you wanting to make you know make money out of Surya, or are you wanting to lose it? <laughs> Charitable donation to whoever owns them. <laughs> And saying that he'll probably go and slam in a hat trick against um, Pohang. Oh, hat trick of on goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd take it. Um, uh. So, with that in mind, um, should we talk about our game week two eighty underdog lineups? Um, yeah, of course. Do you want to? Do you want to start? Um, yes, can I, do. I, I, can do. I have a feeling that our lives are going to end up looking pretty similar, but which is potentially, <laughs> potentially a bit of a risk. Dude, and, I think uh, Moises has just scored. Oh, did he? Uh, I'm watching Fortaleza. Is that Moises? Oh, who is it? 
Sorry, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm a wee bit distracted. For anybody that doesn't know, um, got like a four to laser stack and they've just banged in their second goal against Avai. Pretty decent goal, but I just don't know who the player is because I'm watching such a low quality stream. I think it's Moises by the by just the way he moved, but I think it's yeah, Moises. Well, so that'd be really, yeah. really good. Yeah, he's yes. Good. That's great for my specialist. Yes, come on. Good goal. And I don't know who got the assist, um, but there was definitely an assist there. Um, but anyway, I'll try contain my emotions uh, while, <laughs> while giving this <laughs> giving this uh, team reveal. I don't know who got the assist, but more it, that's good. That's it good. hasn't been updated anyway, yet. Yeah, um, you can tell me while I'm going through if you want. Uh, yeah. So for two eighty, um, yeah, I've got a high um, volume of K um, or Korean league players. Um, in my all-star, I've got a defensive stack of Daegu with Oh Seung-hoon and John Tae-wook. I wanted Hong Jong-un as well, but uh, he's pretty pricey. Um, so I've just stuck with um, Messias in there, who plays for uh, Sierra. He's the centre-back for them. Uh, I would like Hong Jong-un, but I just think he's a bit too much um, of a commitment right now. So I've got I've got Messias in for the moment. Uh, and I've got Bruno Lamas, who has uh, pretty high XP. I'm just planning on holding him until he gets like 400 XP boost because he just plays every game and you know, he's capable of scoring pretty good. So I've just got him in there. And Lars Veldvike, who's um, been pretty mad the last five, but, you know, he's been one of the top Korean league strikers for a pretty long time. So uh, you've stuck him yeah, in all star. Yeah, stuck him in all star right. for now, but I might change it if he if he doesn't start. We'll know the starting lineup for mm-hmm. so long. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but I could put him in underdog, could put him in a lot of divisions, to be honest, because... Um, He's nearly actually eligible for specials, which is absolutely absurd considering yeah, his elf fifteen forty or elf forty three. Yeah, elf it's like 40, 42, 43 is elf fifteen. Yeah, yeah, crazy for last. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. So, who, who have you got in your underdog lineup? Underdog, okay. Um, underdog, I have actually a full pohang stack uh, really? at the moment. Yeah, I, I think I'm opting for that. I could put yeah. Lucas Lima in there. Who is um, Fortalaces Cam, who's playing this game and watching right now? He got decisive from a corner. He hasn't done much other than that. But um, yeah, I think um, Poeng at home is a pretty good shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Marcel Bjork has just given away a penalty. <laughs> the Muppet. Uh, <laughs> Boeke. He's a Fortalaces keeper. He's picked up the yellow card. It's annoying. But anyway, I've got the Poeng stack, John. I've tried to go for the most premium Poeng stack possible. Um, yeah, for that for so, that team. So who's your stack? Who's in there? Um, so I've got the, York, obviously. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I'm presuming he's going to start. Hopefully, he does. I've seen the backup yeah. goalkeeper for Poang has gone up quite a bit in price. So I don't know. That, that doesn't sound very positive. Um, I think but, he's. It's, it's is it Kang Kang Hyun Mu? Yeah, Kang Hyun Mu. He's mm. he's well. I think he's just he's coming back from an injury. I don't know that. Early at the start of the season, it was kind of 50 50 as to who was going to play, I think. And Yun Pyong Guk ended up starting and has actually been very good. Um, but yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like that $40 seems like a lot for a 27 year old backup keeper, right? Compared to mm-hmm. other Korean league keepers. So it got, it's getting me a little bit, a little bit nervy. Um, but I've gone with um, Yun Pyong uh, Guk. I believe it's pronounced for the moment. Um, Actually, sorry, just back on Kang Hyun-mu. I think he is going to the military team, going to Kim Jion. And uh, it might be soon, actually. 
And I think because the current Kim Cheon keeper returns to Daegu in September, I think the expectation is this guy will be the, the starter then. And I suspect okay. that's perhaps why some people are buying him. He could even come in and possibly become the starter for Kim Cheon, I think, uh, before the other guy leaves, quite possibly. So that I think that could be part of it. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's maybe it. Ross will have some information, could flick him a message or somebody else. Yeah, him, him or the um, the other guys, I think, would mm. have a perspective on it. Oh, Bjork's got to save that penalty. That was terrible. Uh, the I've had uh, two penalties, Joel, and they've been pretty average penalties, like from my point of view anyway. But it's 3-2 in that game. It's a, it's a good little game because usually it's pretty low scoring in uh, mm. um, the Brazilian Serie A. So... That's pretty entertaining at the moment. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I'm i curious. Hopefully that playing set goes well. And again, I'm also doing that team um, because we're going to know the lineup. So, mm. um, you know, there's so, probably a bit of uncertainty in Asia with the lineup side, who's going to start after this long mm-hmm. break. So it's quite nice knowing that um, we're going to know the lineup. Who? So who's the rest of the team? Um, rest Apparently. of the team. Um, oh, okay. So I've got Alexander Grant as my defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee Young Mo as my uh, midfielder, mm-hmm. and then I've gone with two forwards. Um, I've got Jong Jae Hee and Kim Sang Kyup. Yep. I presume they're both going to start. If they don't, I've got uh, Kim Seong Dae, and mm-hmm. I could put in Shin Kwang Hoon, um, Lee Soo Bin. I've got quite a few poing options. So um, I wouldn't be yeah. going with Shin Kwang Hoon. <laughs> I think Why he's is a, that? Uh, I think he's a good Pretty. specialist option um, when his L fifteen is is there. Is it? Is he L15 40 or is he 40, 41? Uh, 41. 41. Yeah. I just don't think he's got a high enough ceiling um, to actually be a good option for underdog. I mean, if you look at like, if you look at all his games since he's been on Serie 77 is his highest ever score. Mm. And I just yeah. think that's, that's not, that's not good enough for, um, for when you've got an L15 50 um, threshold for, for underdog, especially yeah, if he's I, like your extra. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I've also got um Sim Sangmin, who's like another defender alternative. So I could go with either him or Shin Kwang Hoon. There's lots of Poang options, and also um, if I don't want to go full Poang, I can chuck in a Lucas Lima. And um, there are some other alternatives that um, I have that are just under the threshold of L1550. So I should be, you know, pretty yeah. competitive regardless if um I don't get the Poang uh, lineup by. <laughs> kind of desire but um yeah it's nice to know the lineup actually i'm going to the movies at nine o'clock and the deadline's at 10 um <laughs> that's actually quite a very actually inconvenient time it is um, someone's um, gonna be like walking out walking out of the, <laughs> the movie <laughs> the i first. actually might oh no oh that's really really bad oh my goodness i've double booked myself when, when, when does the movie start nine o'clock or is it nine o'clock that's so inconvenient yeah, well, first 10 first 10 minutes is just you know, ads and all that crap. So you just be able to sit outside, do it, and then then you're away. Hold on, though. But the, is the poem game at ten or is it at ten thirty? Oh no, it's at ten thirty. Oh, oh my god, mate! Oh, I'm probably going to need to go to the bathroom at nine forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Man's in a shambles. Oh poor, poor no! Planning. <laughs> oh, it's same old, same old from Jack here. It's, <laughs> it's poor planning. Oh, that is so infuriating. Mate, I'm well, going to be set up to go. I'm going to have I think like three computer monitors set up two laptops <laughs> and just refreshing constantly oh man i'm, I'm really annoyed about that oh well especially that's the one for me because it's so unclear who's going to start in goal 
for Suwon. Um, yeah. We've had, you know, Park Bae Jong playing and his, both his limited and rare, uh, you know, cards are the, are the most expensive of the three Suwon keepers, but I'm not convinced he's actually going to be the long-term starter. It could actually be him or Yushan, or it could be um, Lee Bumyoung, who Mate. was previously at John Book, I think. Um, My... My Friday night is going to be action packed. How long is this Top Gun movie, by the way? That's oh, yeah. I'm going to go see. Oh my gosh! I've double booked myself. I'm I'm so infuriated because no, and there's also games tonight. Like yeah, exactly. Not only do I have to submit the teams, but there's games tonight too. All right. Well, after the movie, I'm dipping as soon as I can and catching this Pokemon game. <laughs> and I'm going to be top. I'm going to be top of underdog um, for the night. You you wait. You you heard it here first. Probably. Yeah, we'll all, probably give you a whole team plays. <laughs> My whole Poeng team's going to play and I'm going to be top of underdog because I'm going to be the only one with that Poeng stack. I don't and, think you'll be the only one. I think there'll be a few, but I think there's a pretty good chance that you are right at the top, right near the top, given um, there's only two games on tonight that are covered. Um, so odds of it is pretty, pretty good, I'd say. All right. Well, I need to go to the bathroom at 9.45. I'll remember that. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I'll, I'll have to do some preparations and thinking of how I can do that optimally. But... I've actually never, ever, ever gone to the bathroom during a cinema movie before. So it's going to be a really? first time for me. Never. Wow. I'm just committed to, to watching yeah. films uh, apart from tonight. This Friday yeah. night's a bit different. <laughs> so there you go. It's a, that's a first. <laughs> Listeners didn't expect that they're going to hear about Jack's toileting habits with movies uh, when they tune into the pod. But, uh, there I'm, you actually go. If, but I'm actually going with, I'm going with friends, but imagine if I was on a date, bro, like <laughs> the bathroom for like 15 20 minutes to sort out my so red teams yeah <laughs> just be like you just have to let her know why are you going to the bathroom for so long uh i was just sorting out my so red teams just sorting out my pohang stack <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably fall in love with me if i told her that uh <laughs> to be dependent on uh on your, your portfolio value oh true you're probably not not enough of a whale jack she, what if she's like did you check in lim sang hub is he starting that'd be pretty funny <laughs> Should be a keeper, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many Kiwi women would know who Lim Sang Hyub is? Yeah. Pro- probably none other than maybe those that have spent time in Korea and followed <laughs> football, which is probably like one person. Mm. Yeah, I don't I don't know any ladies playing so I mean, Oh, I, actually, I think there's that one Twitter account named So Rare Girls, they're not. And she's got like probably a Ross evaluation. Yeah. 50 times mine so i think there's a, i think there's a few but i don't know of any in new zealand um i mean i don't even know of many kiwis playing so full stop yeah um probably just us two and, and michael <laughs> and adam <laughs> yeah those that we've invited yeah if you're from if you're actually listening to this and you're from new zealand you play so send us an email you know we should it'd be cool to organize actually like some sort of new zealand so meet up oh my um, that'd be so cool like a meetup or something yeah absolutely do, do, do you know what we should do, Joe? Well, something we have to do is um, I've seen like every nation is partaking in a so account. Like there's so Israel, so Poland, so yes. Germany. Like we need to make a so New Zealand account, I we, reckon, and just yeah, we do. monitor like Liberado Kakachi is rumored to go to Juventus or something like that. Yeah. Just <laughs> make, make stuff solely about um, New Kiwi Zealand players. Kiwi players. Well, well, I mean, you know, there's, there'd be very little work to do because there's only about what, four Kiwi players <laughs> with a card. Joey Champness. Bill Tuiloma, big hit of Joey United. Champness is going to be an absolute star someday. He's the mm. New Zealand's Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, if, if I'll tell you what, if the A League gets covered and the Phoenix are covered, we will make one. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do we'll it. Probably just take take that Twitter handle, you know, in advance. Just, mm. just pick it up. 
I like your thinking, man. I like your thinking. Get in there first. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there will be a there will be a uh, A League version of what Ross does um, if uh, if the A League gets covered. Fingers crossed it does, because it would mean um, Asia utility for um, the during the, the same time as like the European season, which would be great. Um, I think the Saudi League would actually be the same. I'm not mistaken. Anyway, um, back back to what to underdog. That was an interesting uh, tangent. Um, so my team is somewhat looking similar to yours. Um, that defensive stack, Yun Pyongguk and Alexander Grant for Pohang, I just think is just about the biggest no-brainer um, this game week. If um, you, you've you've seen it, Jack, but um, our listeners won't have, which is the um, I put together a whole bunch of. K-League and J-League data, pretty painstakingly, actually, I might add, over um, the last week and a bit, where I've basically worked out my own sort of expected goals against and expected goals for, just based on uh, the team averages, home and away, and and the fixtures um, that they have each game week, and I'll be able to update it every game week. But Pohang across all of Asia is the team that is, I think, most likely to keep a clean sheet this game week. Of, of every fixture in Asia. Well, I mm. don't know about China, the Chinese leagues, but um, yeah, across um, the J League and the K League. Um, and the next best is, I think, uh, Suwon Blue Wings, actually, the second, second best um, at home to, to Seoul. Um, anyway, so yeah, I just think that Poeng stack, particularly given we're going to know whether they're starting or not, it's just that's so valuable. Um, so the rest of my lineup, though, it looks a little bit different. I've gone for a bit of Jeju up front. Um, I'm pretty convinced that Incheon overperformed in the first half of the season. Magos is coming back from a pretty heavy international break where he was an absolute beast, but um, I don't think he, he may not even play. I think he won't be quite at his best given the, the travel. Um, and I just think that, yeah, Incheon given uh, Oban Suk is out for a while, they're defensively not going to be as good as they have been. But So I've gone with Gerso up front and Choi Young-Joon in midfield because he has been in great form recently. And he is my captain at this stage uh, because I just think that his scoring potential is, is so good and so reliable. And then I've got a bit of a conundrum with my extra player. I've got so many options, admittedly. Um, Basically, uh, half of half of Kim Chion is an option. Um, Park Ji Soo, Kim Joo Song, Kwon Hyok Kyu. I mean, half these guys I don't even know really, but I just pick them up because Kim Chion has so many fixtures coming up where we're going to know the starting lineup. Could put Veldvik in there. I'm very tempted to do that. Um, away to Kim Chion, I think, is a good option. Um, you could put Junker in there for Urawa at home to Nagoya, although Urawa's not been scoring well at home and Junker missed the last game through injury, so I'm not certain he's back. Um, there's, yeah, there's just, and then there's some um, Brazilian Serie A options. So at this point, I've got Park Ji Su from Gimcheon in there. Um, but what are your thoughts, Jack? Yeah, it's a tough decision. Uh, surely Junker gets the start, I think, after this break, right? Like, he's 
probably their most premium attacker, I would have thought. But yeah, um, yeah I quite like him. I, I made the call early on a Yanka before he got his hat trick. Eh? Like I just have that yeah good vibe about him. But except you didn't yeah, buy him. Yeah, I didn't buy him. <laughs> and I, did. I didn't buy him. <laughs> I'm too poor, man. I'm too poor. Yeah, but um, yeah, it is a bit of a conundrum. Uh, I think yeah. I'll probably read through what um, Matsuyama has to say about expected lineups. And I think I'll, I'll wait to see the starting still on lineup because I don't actually currently have Feldvike in another lineup. He's not bad enough for specialist and he's not good enough for it or for my all-star or Asia teams, I don't think. Um, so I'll probably, I suspect I'll end up putting Feldvike in as the extra. Um, so yeah, pretty much uh, in summary for us and uh, our, our first week of the of the competition, uh, let's go Pohang defense. <laughs> <laughs> I think kind of sums up where we're at. Uh, a clean sheet. Yeah, a clean sheet for points. Pohang would be great. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'd probably back us to win. But I, I do suspect that um, I've got a feeling that Mark Patrick Rea is going for a similar defensive stack. With, with Pohang, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Um, I have I have looked at his um, gallery once or twice, and because um, I'm in their their Discord as the the not so secret spy, um, I um, yeah have kind of been uh, listening to what he's been taking note of what he's been saying, and I do I do think um, he's got his eye on him. Um, anyway, we'll see see how that goes. Um, so yeah, I think pretty. I'm pretty pretty optimistic about Gamic 280 underdog. I think we've got good lineups. The worst thing that could happen would be some like random Jeju rotation, um, but I I think it's unlikely. Um, I mean, 281 they will want to feel a strong lineup away to Daegu, um, but I do think that away to Gangwon and 282 is perhaps where they maybe make some changes um so yeah slight risk i'll see what what ross says but i think gso is a pretty reliable starter as well as Choi young jun so i think um i think they're both pretty likely to to start um mm. and uh i don't think that actually looking back historically there are a number of times where Jeju have had three games in a row, like three game weeks in a row, and Gerso has started. Um, every time that they've had three in a row, he's always started the first one as well. So um, I think it's a good, good chance that he, he starts. Um, perhaps you want to talk about one other lineup that you have? Uh, I'm pretty excited about Asia. I've got okay. like all um, the new cards for my Asia oh, lineup yeah. to like my all-star. I, I, I just like having like a full all-star. I mean, not all-star, full new card, like lineup. Um, I don't know. I think it's just like aesthetically so nice. It is aesthetically nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And probably pretty functional with the XP boost, but I'm paying you a little bit additional to, you know, get the new cards and stuff. But hey, I'm, I'm excited about it. So I've got um, an Osan and Suwon Blowing's Combo. Uh, I've got Joe Hyunwoo, the Osan goalkeeper, 
And I actually have uh, Joseph Huck, the backup keeper. I bought his rare, which is extremely cheap for a backup keeper. I'm assuming he's going to be backup because he played in Asian Champions yep. League. So say Joe Kyunwoo gets a um, career-ending injury, I'm going to benefit from it, right? Because I just have a $20 rare backup. And Joseph doesn't even need to be a career-ending. It just, just could be like season-ending like um, what the, the other gang one keeper had. Mm. Or, yeah, or even a couple sort of weeks, injury. like yeah. Joseph Huck's price would probably 10x in value because uh, I, I literally bought him for like 20 bucks. So, but regardless, I have Joe Hyunwoo, um, who's playing the keeper for the best team in the Korean League right now. Um, and I've got Kim Young Gwon, the main center back for the best team in the K League right now, probably. Um, and Juno Mano, who is pretty hit oh, yeah. or miss. Um, yeah. I bought his new card. And yeah, I. I I really, really rate him. I think he's probably one of the better players in the K-League. Mm. However, um, he doesn't necessarily consistently play um, in terms of like, you know, starting every game um, just because also I tend to rotate um, a fair bit. But I do have him in there at the moment. Um, and I think, you know, if he does play and also do well, those three will score really well. Um, and then I've got a Suwon Bluing's offensive stack um, wow. with Elvis Saric and Joe Jin Woo. So um, Suwon Bluing's playing at home and... Looking at Joel's data, actually, and just um, looking at Suwon Bluing's previous home games, they did mm. do pretty well at home. And I think they're Suwon Bluing's best um, four players from what I've seen. Um, some people may disagree. Maybe Kim Gun-hee is better. Um, but, you know, I think with Joe, um, John Jin Woo, he's 21. So, you know, with the, um, you know, under 22 factor um, in the K-League, where if you start an under 22 player, uh, then you can make additional subs. And Jojen Wu is probably like a nail, pretty nailed starter anyway mm-hmm. um, because he has that utility. You know, him starting the game originally just means um, that they can make their five subs. So it just means that he's probably even more likely to start than somebody else, right? Um, plus, mm-hmm. I think he's one of their better players. And if he does get a decisive, his price will massively depreciate in value because under 23 forwards are very demanded, right? So um, it's been massively appreciate in value. Yeah, sorry, I said the wrong thing. <laughs> sorry, I appreciate it. my bad. Speaking too fast. Um, but yeah, I, I do like the idea um, of Sarich and Jojen Wu. Sarich is on penalties, even though he missed the last one he took, I think. Um, and yeah, he's you know one of the more creative players um, and can definitely score pretty well. So gone with them too. Pretty excited about that lineup. Yeah, interesting. I, I don't know that I... Um... I'm particularly a big fan of the Blue Wings offensive stack for this game. I do think they probably win the game um, because they have just been so good at home. But the um, my XG indicates about 0.83 for Solon Blue Wings and about uh, 0.51 for Sol. So I think it's going to be it's like it's going to be a one all or a one nil um, either way. Um, mm. But Sarich does does rake up some good AA. So. Um, he's not necessarily a bad option. Um, not so sure on the Jojen Wu, but never know. Um, I think, yeah. I think it's a pretty good like uh, differential, right? Like I've got the Olsan, yep. you know, That's defensive true. stack, and they could, you know, t- t- do pretty well. Um, and you know, if those boys deliver, I don't think they're going to be in a lot of Wales lineups, right? No. So um, I think it's a pretty good hedge against that. Like you know, if they do well, great. I'm in the running for a really high tier reward. Um, Whereas, you know, if they do bad, it is what it is. On um, June Amano, I think he surely has to start um, this game against John Book. It's a big game. You know, these are the top two teams pretty much year on, you know, every year. The last, I think, three seasons, they have been the top two. <clears throat> um, 
He uh, Amano played earlier this season when they played against John Book as well. He started, played the whole game um, when they uh, beat them away from home. Um, he yeah, he absolutely has a ton of quality um, and is very decisive, capable. Um, I really like him as a as an inclusion because he's he tends to be quite feast or famine with his scoring. There's not too many of his scores <clears throat> in the last year that are sort of around the the 50 mark. He's typically like 60 plus, or he's like you know low 40s. Um, and uh, yeah, when he gets a goal or an assist, he's typically very good um, to have in the team. So yeah, I think he's a he's a good inclusion as well. Um, and they just I think they just have to play him against a very defensive John Book team. That's going to be a cracking game. Um, I'm really looking forward to that game. It's perhaps not going to be the most open, flowing football, but um, John Book is the um, equal best away team in terms of um, points per game. Um, and uh, Ulsan is the best um, home team in terms of points per game. So you really have two of the top teams. I do think that's going to end up a draw. Uh, I suspect it's going to end maybe like 1-1. But um, I hope I'm wrong and it ends up being like a 3-2 or something. Or maybe not for your, maybe not for your sake with the, the defensive stat for uh, all time. But, <laughs> but uh, hopefully it's a, a decent game of football. Um, yeah. I can't see John Buck scoring three, to be honest. I, I can't either. I, I really yeah. can't. They are very negative. Um, their, their goals... I mean, away from home, um, they are actually better. Um, better <laughs> in terms of goal scoring, yeah. but not not much better. I mean, yeah, they're averaging one point three eight per game away from home. Um, also, an averaging one point seven one at home. Um, so I think, yeah, one all draw is probably a reasonable shout, or a one nil win either way. Um, anything more to say about that lineup, Jack? Or shall I give probably my lineup that I'm most hyped about? Um, nah, I think that's pretty much all to it, to be honest. Well, I think I mean, I've got a few lineups I'm pretty hyped about, but I'll, I'll talk about my specialist. Um, so as you know, during the break, I picked up uh, Slovak and Morishiga from Tokyo. Um, Morishiga is quality somehow. I don't I haven't checked his price recently, but it really it pulled back to like two sixty um, bips at one point, which my view is a bargain. I think he's still probably a bargain where he is now, um, but being one of the best defenders really in all of Asia. Um, so I've got them. Morishiga is my sort of L fifteen sixty plus option. Um, they play away to Shonen Belmia, which I think is about as good a fixture as any. It, I I was tossing up between this the these guys or my Urawa defensive stack who I've put in also um, because according to my numbers goals against expected is identical for Tokyo playing away to Shonen and for Urawa at home to Nagoya um, so um, but anyway plug for plug for uh, Tokyo um, and then I've got German Q up top who. I'm sure as a shoe in start, a a in to start, um, and uh, should yeah should score well I think against um, Incheon. I'm backing him, 
and then um, yeah, the double po- uh, double Pohang midfield uh, of the, the young guys, Lee Subin and Go Young Jun. Um, hopefully, they both start. We'll of course know beforehand whether they do. So if they don't, uh, I'll come up with some other. There'll be there's quite a few um, Gimchi on options that I have as alternatives. But um, if they both start, I'm really optimistic about that lineup. So I think that they are great options um, at home against a fairly poor gang on side. Um, so, what are your thoughts on that lineup? Have I got a, have yeah. I got a shot? Yeah, I reckon that's a pretty good, pretty good lineup. Got to be honest. Probably not as good a chance as me, but uh... <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> it's 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 solid, bro. It's good. Well, last thing I wanted to talk about uh, on this pod. Um, really kind of for the data time segment is um, the if ETH versus Fiat um, sort of conversation. It's been coming up a lot in a lot of podcasts um, just over the last week with what's happened with Ethereum um, having, you know, tanked as much as it has um, and it's, it's um, effect on player pricing. So I can't remember what pod it was in, um, it was, it was a wee while ago. Maybe it was episode seven or six or something, um, where I talked about the um, player pricing. Um, where uh, I was just, you know, looking at how many players fall into different um, ranges of, of pricing, and um, it's interesting to me that particularly just over the last week, and I haven't updated it for today, but yesterday I had a look, um, that players 376 bips and greater um, have actually, you know, the, the percentage of total limited cards that are that have been selling in, over the last sort of three days um, has increased actually a fair bit um, compared to just a week ago. So we had 834 players. Um, there's 7,100 limited cards in the game, by the way. Um, 834 sold for 376 bips plus um, over the last few days. And then a week ago, it was only 752. So we've seen like a 10% increase in the number of players selling sort of you know, towards the pricier end. Um, and we've actually interestingly seen some of the the really kind of cheap cards get even cheaper, almost even more worthless. Um, and so, we, yeah, we're kind of increasingly starting to see the separation between the top end and between the bottom end. And the reason um, I bring this up in relation to the whole sort of Ethereum versus fiat is it seems to me that when prices fall for Ethereum, people tend to start buying the best players first because, you know, they're, if they're coming from fiat, putting more money into Surya, then you know they're getting them at a, at a better um, deal. Um, it was uh, I'm not sure if you would have listened to it, Jack, but um, we about um, oh it was earlier this week. The Surya data guys um, were, were chatting about this, and one of them was like adamant that. Basically, it's not a good strategy to be buying players. Like he doesn't think it's a beneficial strategy to be buying players when Ethereum falls, and I just totally disagree with that. Um, what's what's your view? I mean, to be fair, I don't have that 
much thoughts that could probably be valuable to be fair because right. um i think i just haven't been really playing server enough and I haven't looked enough data to really give my uh two cents or opinion on it to be fair that's just the truth really i don't want to sound like a guru or anything because yeah i'm not really so um yeah but i'd like to hear your thoughts because you probably are more prepared it's quite a humble opinion. question <laughs> i mean well, I think, it's just the truth though so. yeah well i think like i'm just speaking from what i've noticed from like my own players that i own like and I look at uh, not only where the floor prices are at, but also three-day averages. Um, and it's just so clear to me how many of my players have substantially risen in value uh, in Ethereum terms since the fall in prices. And I think the players where it's most pronounced are, one, goalkeepers, because they are always like the, the pain point in Syria where... You know, getting that playing goalkeeper is is hard, and so you know, being able to, you know, when you're you have a scarce amount of of money to to perhaps add to Soria, you know, the, the immediate things you're going to pick up are probably not the bargain players. It's those big ticket items that will have all of a sudden gotten cheaper. And um, I just look at um, players like Oh Young Hoon. His his floor is now nine hundred and thirty bips. Um, I paid 400 for him. Yang Hyung Mo, now it's 732. And, and these aren't, you know, really detached from the three day average prices either. Um, Jacob Slowick's gone up to 1160 bips now. I picked up, you know, Kim Young Kwang <clears throat> rear, and now his floor's like a thousand bips more than what I paid just only a couple of days ago. Um, I mean, his average price is a, is a bit lower than his floor, but it's still about. 25% higher than what I paid literally, yeah, a day and a half ago, two days ago. Um, and then at the upper end, you just need to look at players like Cezina and, and what's happened with his price. And I think, I, I don't know how you can actually have a view that a dip in Ethereum, um, you know, doesn't actually have a, a substantial uh, impact on the current player values in Ethereum. I mean, Yes, the K League is returning, and so that is perhaps a factor. Um, but I just think there's there's so many other players that you can, um, you know, you can look at that shows a similar picture. Um, particularly rare, like because, and and I think this is why um, we are seeing this link um, to to fiat is because with the rare threshold now paying out. Ethereum based on like 50 and 25 US dollars, you are going to see those rare threshold players, in my view, pretty much forever um, pegged more in value to fiat than, than to Ethereum in terms of how people are buying it. Mm. Because when the payout is essentially based on a particular currency, then that's essentially what is going to determine, you know, that's going to be the currency that's going to determine a good a good deal. I mean, you know, I know that you, you Jack, look more at US dollars um, in terms of, you know, player pricing. I look more at Ethereum. Um, but I think it's like worth looking at both. Um, and I particularly do when I'm looking at buying a player, I'll, I'll check where they where they are on both, especially with how Ethereum's moved recently. Um, and I don't think that, you know, this, that the player prices move um, to 100% cover the change in Ethereum, but you know, just look at Cezina's price over the last 
uh, what are we, sort of a month or so. And it's in US dollar terms, it has actually not moved much. Um, even recently, it's, it's like within its sort of standard range. Um, and I wager that for a lot of the rare players, it's similar. And that's why I picked up, you know, Kim Young Kwang is he all of a sudden, you know, um, when for 250 points, you're now getting 400 bips instead of 200 because Ethereum's fallen as much as it has. And you're paying only 1800 bips for, you know, for Kim Young Kwang, who, yes, he's not quality. He, you know, could well be relegated into the season. But, you know, 400, that's, that's five times sitting 250, you know, and you've basically paid him back what you've paid for him. And there's another, I hold it, 23 games to go in the K League. I mean, that's, that's, not, that's not a steep requirement to get the, um, you know, to get your, your money back at, at, at worst. Um, so I just think <clears throat> when you have, and so this all culminates and here's my, my, my hypothesis is that when you see ETH plunging, the last thing you want to be doing is holding on to ETH. You're either selling it and buying fiat or you are spending it on players that are going to potentially appreciate in value in Ethereum terms because they're usable or they are um, kind of go-to potential threshold players or they are sort of top-end players, be it limited. I can't really speak to super rare and unique because I don't really have a lot of experience in there. Um, not so sure about the upper end of rare either, but I, I anecdotally have seen that that's probably been the case as well. Um, and so I just, I don't know how you can make an argument that that actually holding players isn't a hedge against Ethereum falling in value. Um, I think it's it's actually quite a good um, hedge. It's certainly better than holding on to a large amount of Ethereum. Mm. Yeah, I think that's pretty justified explanation to be fair. Um, I think I'd probably pick your side on it, Joel, too. But um, I'm pretty curious, maybe um, this Sarah Data guy, did you say his name is Led? Ledinho, yes, Andrew Led. Ledinho, Andrew Led. Okay, gotcha. Well, um, yeah, maybe it could be um, he's making the point for maybe European players. I don't know if he plays Asia or not. Um, could a little bit, a little I bit think. Different. Um, but yeah, that's pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, I've just been kind of adopting the same strategy as you, really. Um, but again, I don't know if I really want to give that, you know, two cents to the viewers just because I haven't done enough data on it to really, you know, say if that's the right thing to be doing. But it's, it is what I've been doing, so... Yeah, and I don't, I don't think that it, um, it definitely doesn't fully cover the amount of, of the drop. Um, you know, having, having picked up players, like, for example, um, Viviano, that um, goalkeeper at Karagumruk in Turkish League, who um, Pelo, you know, has come in as the manager. Um, you know, Viviano's price in uh, US dollar terms is now lower than where I bought him, even though, you know, Ethereum-wise, he's gone up uh, a little, not massively, but a little. So, you know, I think, um, you know, certainly it's it's not going to be applicable across all players, but I think whenever you see a drop in value, just thinking it through logically, you know, if you're you're on, this, on the sidelines and you're going, all right, I want to pick up some players when they're cheap, um, 
price of you know of Ethereum falls, you're instantly looking at picking up those players that can immediately make a difference in your team. And so that's going to be those players that you know are immediately usable and um, you know probably um, you know have the most utility, which is you know, top end limited players and probably threshold rare players because that is kind of where the bulk of people that play Syria play. Um, I think it's pretty fair to say, just looking at the number of teams entered into you know those different leagues, like Global All Star, Rare, and Limited are the two most entered leagues, other than Casual, um, every game week. So I just think, um, you know, if this drop had happened during the middle of the European season, I think we would have seen the exact same thing happening with the number of these European players, goalkeepers, top limited players, and rare threshold options. Um, mm. Anyway, be interested to hear viewers' thoughts on that. Um, if you have a strong opinion either way, um, if you think we are completely full of garbage, then <laughs> feel free to let us know. I'm happy for a bit of debate. Um, that's, yeah, that's my view. Um, and the, just looking at my own gallery, I think, it, well, what's happened with player prices certainly supports um, that it helps to reduce the impact is it, is it better than selling all ETH and, and going back to fiat? Maybe not. Um, I haven't looked closely at that, to be fair, but I think it's better than holding on to just, just sitting in ETH. Um, anyway, um, anything more to say about the Jack? No, I think you've covered pretty much everything there, bro. So Yeah. yeah. Um, before we close out for episode 12, um anything else really that you've been doing uh in terms of just your like overall salary portfolio mm, i'm probably more focused on quantity rather than quality yep. right now just because i know there's going to be lots of rotation so yep. i have picked up a few players uh i won't go over every single one because i think it'll take a while but if you're really curious <laughs> likewise <laughs> whatever for, for whatever reason um you can check out my transactions on uh Sarah data if you want to see <laughs> were picked up but um it pretty much just consists of k-league players because they have the most fixtures for the next um you know 15 game weeks or so um mm -hmm. and yeah i'm looking at those kind of players that are eligible for you know underdog and specialist and um also players that are potentially um you know we're going to see the lineups before the deadline so that's kind of what i've been focusing on but yeah that's just me i think there's just so much value there um i've been doing exactly the same um yeah and i'm look, looking through your your pickups and there's definitely some some common <laughs> pickups in there um mm. i think there are a number of people that just have have no idea um just how good the some of these k-league options are um because unlike the j-league they actually played 38 games um despite having these teams um I mean, you've got a 25, well, three of the 12 are going to get relegated or well, one bottom one does and the, the other two play off to, to stay in the league. But so there, there is always that risk. But um, I mean, looking through that that list um, and full credit to Kay Saria Saria for being the one to mm -hmm. communicate that to us in uh, Ross's Discord. Um, you know, Jeju, 10 of the next 18 games, you're going to know the starting lineup before the, the game kicks off, um, but before the game week closes. I mean, of course, you're going to know before the game kicks off, but before the game week closes. And Gimchon the same. I just think that's ridiculously valuable, especially when 
you know the game weeks are going to be, you know, because they're congested. You've got 280, 281, 282, and then you've got 284, 285, 286. And then you've got 290, 291, 292, 293, 294. There is absolutely going to be rotation there. And when you've got, you know, Gimshion, especially in that game of that run of five game weeks in a row, you've got four of those five game weeks, you're going to know the starting lineup. And the same for Jeju. Um, and, you know, every other team having one or two. I just think that um, people are only starting to, to realize that and people at the time when it comes up are going to really realize just how um, valuable that is for, for underdog and specialist in particular. Um, so, yeah, that's why I've been loading up for my Jonathan Rings and Kim Ju Kongs. <laughs> One guy um, actually in the Discord, Jack, because um, I, I mentioned about you know, how I've been picking up a lot of those guys in particular, um, mm. given boards tend to be the ones that appreciate and price the most when they, you know, when they do well, um, other than goalkeepers coming in from the cold. And um, <clears throat> particularly with, you know, given Jeju, how many games we're going to, you know, know beforehand. Um, and just the fact that both Ring and Kim Ju Kong have played and have actually, you know, gotten some decisives just, and they're so cheap. Like, got a lot of them for like 30 bips, 32 bips, which bargain in my view. Um, a guy from Ross's Discord um, overbid me on, on one of them and sent me a message apologizing because I'd, I'd highlighted that guy in particular as being good value. And um, he actually kindly offered to, to sell him to me at the price I bid for, even, even though he outbid me. And I just thought it was such a, a nice gesture, but I said, no, mate, that, like, it's a free market. You know, if you're prepared to pay more, then you're prepared to pay more. Like, you know, it is what it is. Um, and I've got about four Jonathan rings anyway, so um, probably should leave some for some others. Anyway, uh, I've talked enough about Syria. Um, I am... Uh, Looking forward to this evening, though. Some some good good games. Jack, yeah, I might have a pretty stressful evening. Eh? We'll, see, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Just don't be that guy in the middle of the cinema with his, you know, phone on full brightness, and um, <laughs> you know, oh, why is he not starting? I'm sure, <laughs> bloody Lee Subin was going to start. <laughs> Just imagine that, eh? Uh, anyway, you got any pillars of wisdom, or uh, we're just we're just going to call it quits there. Mm, we'll call it quits, bro. I, I think oh. I'm out of wisdom for today. Yeah. Eh? Plenty, of, plenty of wisdom here on the podcast. There you go. Yeah. Got your full dose of wisdom for the day. All right. Well, that's us for episode 12. Um, hopefully, we'll be coming to you episode 13 in a week's time with some good news about a first win. Um, that's us for episode 12. Later. Later.